I'm Mario. And I'm Emil Carr. And this is Two Mics, One World Cup. And today we're going to be covering Group G, which is uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Yeah, it's also a, basically a rematch of Group E from the 2018 World Cup, with the exception of Cameroon, which in the last World Cup was made up of Costa Rica. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to be, if it's going to be the same uh, same situation as last year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, that, that'll be interesting, because I believe it was Brazil and Switzerland making it out of the group stage last time. So I wonder if it'll be a repeat in that sense, or if new entrant Cameroon might maybe crash a party. But um, yeah, let's jump right into it, basically. So we have Brazil, who I believe is either FIFA number one or, yeah, currently yeah, number FIFA. one. In the world, I, from what I've seen, a lot of sports books have them as favorite to win the World Cup, along with maybe France, Argentina a little recently. But what do you think about this um, Group G Brazil? I mean, obviously, I think this uh, we're talking about the powerhouses here, which I think we can all agree they're probably the favorites between sports books and everybody. I think at this point, um, they're probably the favorites. The crazy part um, is how stacked this team is, especially on when we come to the forwards. Um, we were talking about studs on every single team in Europe at this point. Um, the interesting part is going to be like rotation wise, how they play. Um, I think the only negative here is they have such high expectations. They have, I think they all expect to win the world cup. So sometimes that makes you crumble when you have that many expectations, uh, with such a stacked team. Um, and you don't end up. Like 2014, for example, maybe not a stack, but high expectations. Yeah, and I think I think the team is really similar to um to the to the team from last World Cup. Maybe not Vinicius and Rodrigo. Maybe those are probably the the new additions here. Um, but if if he ends up rotating the the starters, things like that, we talk about continuity, um, things like that. I mean, this is going to be Neymar's basically last chance. I would say as as a star, as a prime focal point, like his last best chance i would say exactly sure, yeah. yeah yeah as being the focal point of this is my world cup if we win this is i did it you know yeah. this is gonna be his last last year if he, if he really wants to make a name for himself when it comes to brazilian soccer yeah. yeah and to that point i feel like brazil is a team that players break out very young like 2021 like you see vinicius he was like what like 18 i think he was starting for real madrid yeah so there's 15 year old kids right now that are going to be in the World Cup in 2026. So, yeah, you really have to stay on top of your game to have a starting spot in, in the Brazil team or even to be on the 26-man roster. So, yeah, I, I think it's maybe the last one for... Not last one for Neymar, but like you said, last one where he's like... Like the centerpiece. Yeah, the main guy. Agreed. Yeah, but the thing, when you look at the roster from top to bottom, they're stacked. Like, they have yeah. a great back line. Midfielders are stacked. Forwards are stacked. Um, they have a good goalie, which is kind of something more rare to see in some of these uh, really good teams that are expected to go far. Maybe with the exception of Belgium, I would say, with Courtois. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, when you look at Argentina, you look at all these other teams... They're, they got great front lines, but their goalies aren't really that great. But Allison, I mean, he's, he's one of the top goalies here. So that, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I want to talk about their backup goalie, too. Backups, what I need to say. <laughs> um, Ederson, I feel like if you told me, what's a player that you're afraid of in the World Cup? And I mean, like, afraid of, like, if you ran into him, like, in a like, dark right. alley at a bar or something. <laughs> yeah. You see Ederson, he looks like a tough guy. Like, the tattoos, like, the hair. He's a, a scary-looking guy. Um, hey, hopefully he's scaring the balls away too. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I, just, I don't know why I just had to to point that out. Um, but yeah, another quick fact or fun fact I was looking: the longest period that Brazil's gone without a World Cup was from nineteen seven. Sorry, without a World Cup win was from nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety four. So if they don't win 
this World Cup, it'll be like the new longest period. So I'm sure the Brazilian <laughs> players don't really care about that. But statistically speaking, they're kind of due for a World Cup win. So, yeah, uh, and I, I know we'll get into it a little bit later. But, yeah, I'm interested to see what the final outcome is. Sounds like the uh, like the uh, earthquake warnings in California. It's like we're due for a huge earthquake. It just never comes. <laughs> just watch. Tomorrow there will be one. Yeah. Oh gosh, you heard it here first. If you're in California. <laughs> but anyways, uh, another group is uh, Switzerland, who again was also in Group B in the 2018 World Cup. They're currently FIFA ranking number 15. Yeah, 15. It's a 12th World Cup appearance, and they qualified automatically by winning their group. Um, in the wave of qualifiers and they also recently have been kind of upsetting a lot of bigger teams most recently france and the euros in penalties um and they also qualified to the world cup beating italy the euro champion in their own group then sending them to lucy macedonia so yeah what do you think about the switzerland team uh, this is a good team. Um, I think we're, we're talking about, I mean, good good relatively, right? Um, the thing the thing with this team is I feel like they really show up when it comes to any international competitions. That's when they, they, they play their best. Um, obviously, their best player is Shaqiri playing for Chicago Fire, which on the bright side, I think something also to talk about or to look at is like how many MLS players they are going to be in the World Cup this year and how, how the league's growing too. So yeah, for, excited for that for sure. Yeah, for any listeners that are uh, in the United States, like that's a huge like uh, way that, uh, U.S. has come in terms of uh, soccer. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, this this is gonna be also competitive. It's, it reminds you a lot of um, Group A, how competitive it's gonna be. I think obviously this way we're gonna have Brazil probably as a powerhouse, right? But yeah. then the other three teams, they're they're very even keeled. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. Like, I think gone are the days where like you clearly had a one and two in every group. I think you go back to like even 2006, and you look at the groups. You're like, oh yeah, it kind of made sense that like. Portugal was going to move on or like Brazil was going to move on. But I feel like the overall level of soccer, like you point to like MLS players playing in the world cup has really increased everywhere. Like I've been basically saying this in every group. I'm like, Oh wow, this group's really tight. <laughs> and not because like every group has the high highest level, but every group has competitive teams. So yeah, to your point, I think like there's not really that many like, easy groups there's definitely easier groups but not easy groups i would say yeah like this could, this could be the group of death when it comes to like the second place team like who's going to come in second i think serbia cameroon or switzerland could easily any of them could be could be the second place here so yeah, it's, it's gonna be a fight so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah and go, going back to the history and like what you mentioned to a fight brazil and switzerland tied in the last world cup eventually switzerland uh bowed out in the round of 16 but these are teams that they've played each other. I think Brazil comes a little bit better prepared than they did last World Cup, but still the teams are familiar with each other in this world stage. So I don't think Switzerland will necessarily be intimidated by a Brazil, for example, playing this World Cup. And again, they just beat the world champion in the Euros. So I'm excited to see what kind of Switzerland shows up to play a very, very talented Brazil side. Absolutely. But then... Speaking of like teams that have been really playing well recently, I, we have Serbia. And it's a 12th World Cup appearance, currently FIFA ranking 21. And they qualified here via the UEFA playoffs. No, actually not the play. Yes. No. They topped their group with Portugal, which then Portugal had to go qualify via the playoffs. And you said that was a dramatic 
win where Ronaldo's goal was disallowed, right? Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo was, or sorry, Ronaldo. And basically, that's what it feel, what it's felt like for the past couple of yeah. years. <laughs> Is it Ronaldo or Portugal? Um, Portugal was supposed to win that game, so basically the ball was in the goal essentially, but it got kicked out, and they didn't even review it or anything. They, they disallowed the goal. And that basically put Portugal to, to second place there, which essentially made them go to the playoff, which luckily they won. But, I mean, that could have gone a very different way, and that would have, you know, been Ronaldo's last World Cup. <laughs> yeah, and, and the interesting thing about that, like, before knowing that, I think Serbia-Portugal, and I think, you know what, Portugal, it just maybe by name value, I think Portugal has a better chance. But you really look at the talent that Serbia has, the way their players have been playing right now, and you do wonder... Maybe Serbia truly is a better team than Portugal. So it makes me really reconsider like who I would think would maybe take number two in this group just because, again, based on the uh, Portugal comparison. Uh, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's basically it. Another thing I will say about the Serbia team is I think about them and I kind of want to scratch myself. <laughs> <laughs> you got the itches? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They got the, they got the itches all over the lineup. Yeah, you got Lukic. What is it? Lazovic, Lilic, Mitrovic, Jovic, Vlahovic. And in between here and Switzerland, they got a lot of itches. <laughs> they sure do. Bring the mosquito spray, right? <laughs> but the crazy part, like, and we're talking about talking about the itches. I mean, it's the entire team, right? But I mean, I think the the, the interesting part is going to be like the three lines up front. I mean, you have Mitrovic. Djokovic and Vlahovic, they're all easily starters and at, at any point. So it's going to be who is he going to go with? Is he going to go with Vlahovic or is he going to go with, you know, who he usually goes with, which is Mitrovic? Yeah, he's um, been having a good season before him. Exactly. Yeah, he, he finds the back of the net every game, it seems like. So that's going to be interesting to see who they go with, how they use their substitutions. Um, but I mean, defense wins championships, but I don't know. Scoring goals helps too. So this is really, really loaded team up front. Yeah, I, I think they're like the more offensive version of switzerland switzerland's a little bit maybe more defensive so yeah excited to see how how these sides face up when they when they play each other last in this group we have cameroon who even though they missed out in the 2018 world cup they're no uh strangers to brazil they were in the group with uh, brazil in 2014 when it was hosted in brazil so again uh, it's teams that are familiar with each other all around they i think are probably the weaker african team even though their soccer federation is headed by Samoleto, so I wonder if like any of his greatness can transfer into the players. I know it doesn't quite work that way, but I still think, um, yeah, it's maybe a stronger side than the 2014 Cameroon. I don't think they got a point in that World Cup, and I could see them definitely pulling off a point here, maybe even a couple, really. But um, I still think it's probably going to be the, the weaker showing from the African uh, nations but uh what do you think yeah i mean i think the when you look at the matches i think that's that's something that uh drew my attention so they're starting with switzerland then serbia then they finish off with brazil so the teams that like play brazil first and second i mean you could get just absolutely destroyed by brazil and that could just destroy your world cup hopes you know destroy any kind of momentum you had going into it so i think the fact that they're gonna start with switzerland then serbia they might have some momentum. I mean, they maybe either tie a game, win a game, and then they can go into Brazil. And I mean, at that point, Brazil could have the game, or sorry, the group already sealed. So they might be, I don't know, resting players. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it, right? But I mean, I, I that's what I like about this about this team is the the way their schedule is set up. Yeah, uh, that's a good Brazil point. Thing. Yeah, I think timing's really really crucial here. And yeah, you see their matches, and I think they kind of build to the more difficult match. And yeah, by the time they get to the Brazil match, Brazil might be thinking. 
we already either have this in the bag or you know what maybe we want the two seed because they would be playing so the number one seed here would play number two from 2h so that would be from i believe the portugal group so you're looking at if you win your this group you're looking at playing portugal uruguay ghana south korea but then if you lose the group i guess yeah you'd be playing the same teams but I mean that brings up an interesting yeah. an interesting topic of conversation is like do you think that when people or teams or coaches or federations think of that when they're when they're going into that last game do you think they're thinking okay we should get second because it's an easier way up or do you think um they're just like oh we got to win every every game cuz I think there's there's a benefit to both right Yeah they'll always say no we don't we just play our game but I feel like, yeah, depending on how you match up and who you play against, then, yeah, you, you might look, okay, well, would I rather play Portugal over Uruguay or would I rather maybe play South Korea? So, yeah, I, I think it, there's a consideration to it. If you're a Brazil side, though, I think you're expecting to beat whoever you play. So maybe not not on their end, but I could see them start or arresting some starters. But even then, when if they're arresting some starters, who are you going to play? Like, yeah, you know, you're <laughs> your backups yeah. could be basically win this World Cup as well. Yeah. But I think on the flip side, though, like if you, if you start arresting players, then like we talk about fluidity and like, you know, they might lose a step and then they go into the next game and they lose, you know, because they, they haven't been playing top top notch football. They're not, you know, really staying competitive and doing those things. So that's the interesting part of it. Like maybe you get an easier team, but you just lost your rhythm that you had. Um, you know, kind of like, I mean, we talk about, you know, baseball is going on right now yeah. in the playoffs and a lot of go people Padres. talk about, yeah, there you go. A lot of people were talking about the Dodgers and they, they took the week off and they lost a lot of momentum. So it could be something like that. Very similar. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely want to keep your, it's a short tournament and you want to like keep your form all throughout. So yeah, you could definitely lose uh, some momentum. Um, so speaking about like the next round, who do you see winning and coming in second for this group? Is it Brazil winning like most people think, or do you have any other different predictions? This one's tough. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think I, I agree. I, I, it would be an absolute disaster if for Brazil, if they didn't win this group, I mean, I, I don't know how you would expect them to win the world cup. If you can't come out of this group, once again, it's definitely a tough group, but Brazil should be thankful that they're in this group and not stuck with another powerhouse somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely see Brazil coming out of this number one. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely have them, if not winning, getting to, to the semis yeah. or, or, uh, or above. Are you thinking like nine points winning the group or like a seven point scenario? Um, not sure. I mean, I, I could see them drawing a game here. Um, particularly, uh, a game against Serbia. Cause I think, like I said, Serbia can score so many goals that they could really show up uh, the Brazil side and maybe, maybe get a tie or draw there. Um, but yeah, I think either seven or nine, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they, if they won the whole thing or sorry, won the group without losing a match. Yeah. I have to agree with you. I think for me, yeah, it's also gotta be Brazil winning the group. I'm going to say the bike. Yeah. That's a good point with Serbia, but I'm going to say they walk away with nine points probably. And then, so yeah, winning the group and then, well, who do you have at second then? Yeah, this is this is a tough yeah, one because it, it could be one. anybody. You don't have a wrong choice, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably eliminate Cameroon. I, I don't think they have quite what it takes compared to like the other teams. Still a good side, but I think we'll see uh, from other African teams like a, a deeper run, and it, I don't think it'll be Cameroon. Then I think a lot. Sorry, of people, Cameroon fans. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think um, 
Serbia is probably a slight favorite over Switzerland. And I Switzerland's a team that when I've seen them play, like even in the Euros when they beat um, France, prior to that, I, I see them play and I always feel like they underwhelm. Like they can always achieve a little bit more. So I'm going to give them the edge this one time. Although I think more people would have Serbia's favorites. But disclaimer, I visited Switzerland this summer and it's absolutely beautiful. So, is that the tiebreaker? Is that what yeah, gets them to go I'm, over? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I can put a, like, what's not a face, like a landscape to the to the flag, I guess. So, and so there's going to be Serbian people around the world saying that their country is uh, more beautiful. <laughs> I, I'd love to visit Serbia as well. Um, so maybe, maybe next time. Had I gone to Serbia this summer, I would probably pick Serbia. But... I got Switzerland um, again. So basically repeating the Group E of 2018. Brazil up top and then Switzerland um, in second. I do think Switzerland will stop at the round of 16. Meanwhile, Brazil, I think at least semis. What about you? Yeah, I have, uh, I'm like the other people that you said, I, I think I have Serbia um, getting second on this one. I think the offense is just too powerful uh, for a lot of these teams. Um, or uh, we'll say the bottom three that we're, that we're basically discussing. Um, the offense is going to be too much. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have a lot of goals. Um, some other teams I think are going to struggle to score um, in this in this uh, group. But I think Serbia is going to be completely fine. So I have them going uh, to the next round. Um, don't know how far I have them going, really. We'll have to see who, who they end up playing when we do the brackets. But I do, I do definitely have them getting second. I have Switzerland third, and then unfortunately I got Cameroon, Cameroon at fourth. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's the second place that that we're both uh, have different players or teams. But um, and it'll be the last matchup too, where Serbia and Switzerland play each other. So I guess that's where it'll probably be decided for who who goes out to the next round. So. Yeah, so that could be that could be a really great last match. We talked we talked about the Brazil Cameroon. I mean, that might be just kind of like the end of it. You know, Brazil's resting players, but then Serbia Switzerland. That might be, they might be playing for second there, yeah, depending so on how everyone goes. It, maybe like how they match up against Cameroon, like goal differential can also against our Cameroon fans. Uh, but yeah, the goal differential could maybe be what determines it too. If like Serbia and Switzerland draw when they play each other, yeah. Be goal differential. Don't get any yellow cards like last World Cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be careful with that. I think it was it Japan, was, right? Yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah they, they went up. But then they played Belgium pretty well. So Yeah. But that's just, that must be yeah. heartbreaking to lose because you got too many yellow cards. I always wondered how they would decide. I, I didn't know it was like fair play rules. But, yeah. Don't have Sergio Ramos on your team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that basically does it for Group G. Uh, we're very excited to see... Basically, who gets second place within this group? Yeah, be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify. Um, we're going to be doing some live reviews every day of the World Cup, so be sure to subscribe for that. I'm Mario. And I'm Emilcar. And this is 2 Mike's One World Cup.